0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Aggieville Alley Cats Podcast, where come rain, shine, or anything in between, we're here to deliver to you the Kansas State sporting news that you so love. I'm Ace Edwards, right alongside Connor Baltasar. And on today's special edition of the Aggieville Alley Cats Podcast, we're going to be giving our reactions to the preseason Associated Press top 25 poll for college football. And that's Pretty basic. It's a special edition, so no wacky segment. That will come on the Saturday episode. I know some people are probably very disappointed by that, but it'll come in due time. Yeah. Good things come to those who wait. Yeah. Especially wacky segments of the week. Indeed. That's how the old proverb goes, I think. Yeah, the second part's critical as well. Yep. <laughs> so we're not going to dance around. Let's just go straight into the AP poll. And to the surprise of maybe, like, three people on planet Earth, the number one team in the nation is the Alabama Crimson Tide. Color me shocked. Yeah, receiving a 47 of, I believe, the 62 possible first place votes, which... Okay. Yeah, okay, whatever.
1: I I will say, though, that I don't think Bama finishes the season ranked first, in my opinion.
0: Well, because I don't think they'll win the Natty this year now. Yeah. Because K-State I, will. Oh, yeah, of course. And if K-State
1: doesn't, it'll probably be like Clemson or something. But that's not going to happen because K-State's going to win. Yeah, so,
0: exactly. Manifesting.
1: Manifesting. Manifest.
0: <laughs> but I think it's important to really analyze what Alabama lost. But then you realize, wait a minute, this is Alabama. They don't lose. They just reload.
1: Yeah, like the only area that they may potentially have, even a modicum of weakness, is a quarterback. Just because they lose Mac Jones and they are bringing in Bryce Young, who really doesn't have a lot of experience at all. And and granted, it's not like Mac Jones had
0: like, much experience yeah, at all. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> he had still had some garbage time Uh. Playing, but Bryce Young didn't. He he wasn't like overwhelmingly dominant, although he probably will still be pretty successful because of the offense that he's in. But he's still young, so he may not be elite, he'll probably still be a very highly touted quarterback. But I, I'm not super familiar with their defense. I guess they did lose uh, Sertan. Yeah, they on, lost Sertan. On the defensive end.
0: They lost Barmore, I believe. Christian Barmore, yeah. interior defensive lineman. So they maybe... lost Dylan Moses, who fell off the face of the earth after one season. I don't think he even got drafted. Really? Yes.
1: Wow. I'm That's shocking. But, yeah. Um, maybe their defense takes a slight step back, but even then, that's marginal at it's best. It, it's
0: marginal. And they also... They lose Devonta Smith, they lose Najee Harris, they lose Alex Leatherwood, who, granted, the only thing I would say was elite about Alex Leatherwood was apparently he had a collection of memes on his phone that was, like, numbering in the thousands, which, if ESPN is bringing that up about you whenever you get drafted, I'm not quite sure what that means. I mean, at least they're not bringing up personal family tragedies like they tend to do. Yeah, um, that's... Good for Alex, I guess. That's
1: <laughs> One of the more interesting things about him is all his is meme collection. The elite meme collection.
0: <laughs> so basically, Alabama's not even going to finish ranked this year. They lost the memes. I think that's a reasonable take. <laughs> so moving on to the number two school who in themselves has, or at least their quarterback has become a meme to me just because I despise him so much based off of what I saw in QB1. The number two team in the nation entering before the season is the Oklahoma Sooners, receiving six of the possible 62 first-place votes. And while I want to be angry that Oklahoma is successful, I can't be. They have Marvin Mims. They have Spencer Rattler, who despite the fact that he is by far one of the least likable people in college football, I'm including coaches, (laughs) alongside Nick Benito, that offensive line, which I believe the only major loss they had was Creed Humphrey, which, while a major loss, one position out of five.
1: Yeah, and I think they bring
0: back uh, Radley Hiles.
1: Uh, John Rambo as well. Not John Rambo.
0: (laughs) Uh, What is his first name? I just know Rambo. Uh, Charleston? Charleston Rambo?
1: I thought he graduated.
0: Anyway. I don't don't know. (laughs) I
1: I will do some research. You keep talking.
0: Yeah, I, I don't... As much as I love the meme that Chris Kleiman does not lose to OU, I think it is completely fair that Oklahoma is ranked as the second best team, at least going into the season. Because on paper... Yeah, they probably are, but paper's a flimsy thing that falls apart as soon as you start putting it in water, so who knows? I think that for the short term, I think they at least live up to that expectation for a while until they play K-State, in which case they have their perennial, I don't want to play football anymore. And that'll actually be Spencer Rattler's first game in a truly hostile, and I'm emphasizing hostile, environment.
1: Yep. And also, uh, Charleston Rambo, he transferred to uh, the U. Really? Yeah, right?
0: Isn't that crazy? Huh. Who Who knew? Anyway, they still have Marvin Mims. Yeah, they is...
1: still have Marvin Mims, which is like more than enough for a single receiver core. Uh, maybe they saw Drake Stoops. Oh, no.
0: Apparently, Stoops is doing really well in the camp. Anyway. <laughs>
1: Good for him. Good I don't, him. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care.
0: But... Anyway, I think Oklahoma has earned that spot.
1: Yeah, I agree. It pains me to say it because I hate them and everything about them. But they're probably the second-best team uh, in the country right now. They, manage, and they may even end up being the best uh, yeah. when it's all said and done. Because uh, they're going to have a very talented
0: roster. So Please don't let Oklahoma win the Natty this year.
1: Oh, it'd be unbearable. I, I, Who would you there. rather have win the Natty, Oklahoma or Iowa State? Iowa State. Fair. <laughs> I didn't even have to think about it. But man, they would be insufferable and they're not leaving.
0: Yeah, but also they're not leaving. But and I... it would make it even sweeter whenever we just dangle over the fact that we've still led the series over the past 10 years and still may have beaten them in the regular season. Gosh, I don't know. I'm torn. I think I'd just rather neither of them do it, personally. I mean, that wasn't the option. <laughs>
1: No, no, it wasn't the option. But I've decided that I don't want to think about it anymore. So, Fair. so, so neither of
0: them will be winning in my
1: hypothetical scenario.
0: Fair. So, the number three team in the AP Top 25 is Clemson, finishing exactly where they finished last year, receiving six first-place votes out of a possible 62, which, again, DJ Uiagalelei. Granted, what they lost is going to be significant. I don't think that they... This is going to be my hot take. I don't think three of the five schools in the top five finish in the top five. I don't think... In fact, I think two of them finish outside the top ten. Really? Yes. Do tell. Do tell. One of them is Clemson.
1: Yes. I gathered
0: that, based so, off of
1: you You beginning this with, yeah, with when we reach Clemson.
0: Clemson. <laughs> so... The reason I say Clemson is I know Clemson's always going to be good. I know that. However, I think they get much more pressed by North Carolina this year. North Carolina is also very good. And I don't think DJ Uyagalele, well I think he's very good, I don't think he's Trevor Lawrence. And I don't think anyone stepping in behind what Travis Etienne will be able to replicate what Travis Etienne did. And Clemson, I proceed, I think lost two receivers because one ended up going to the Chiefs. So they're losing quite a few pieces on offense. And even if they don't have the strongest schedule, I do think they end up losing the game to Georgia, which I, do, I don't think I mentioned in the game of the week segment, but I do think they end up losing the game to Georgia. And I just i don't see Clemson as a top five school this year. Their defense will obviously be good because mm-hmm. their defense is pretty consistently good.
1: Yeah, Brent Venable is a D coordinator. Please come home.
0: I beg of you. I beg you, please
1: come back, Rand.
0: <laughs> I mean, if Kleiman doesn't come out, work out, which obviously he will.
1: Yeah. I mean, he'll be Hall of Fame in
0: 20 years max. No, they're just going to give it to him in a year. Fair. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I I think Clemson will be in the top 10, and then I think they'll suffer a few bad losses, probably against Georgia and North Carolina, which will kick them down probably to 10 And Clemson is, the reason I say a hot take is because I, Clemson is, that's not my hottest take. I think Clemson is the most likely to remain in the top 10 the entire year. The other two schools, however, I can see not necessarily completely falling out, but schools that do not remain in this position anytime soon. But before we move on to them, do you have any notes on Clemson? Um,
1: yes. I have a hypothetical. Okay. Picture this okay it's the acc championship game okay it's one loss clemson against undefeated north carolina winner is getting a playoff spot on the final play of the game north carolina gets a matchup nightmare in the red zone sam howell versus chicken tenders please stop (laughs) As I was saying, (laughs) North Carolina gets a matchup nightmare. They're in the red zone. Out of timeouts, two seconds left. They're down by four. So they have to get a touchdown. Okay. And they motion out whoever's replacing Javante Williams and Michael Carter. I don't know who it is. We'll say he's fast, though, for this hypothetical.
0: For this hypothetical. Okay, I'm willing to concede this.
1: The the Clemson-Isaiah Simmons clone hybrid linebacker safety motions out to cover him in a break of their defensive scheme. This running back runs past him, this linebacker, breaks his ankles, catches the ball in stride, takes it in for a touchdown. North Carolina goes to the playoff, but more importantly, Jaron Kanak was in attendance at
0: this game. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jaron Kanak decommits from Clemson. He sees
1: Brent Venables and the failure of his scheme for what his position will be. At this exact moment, Chris Klein calls Jaron
0: Kanak. <laughs> You're watching the game? Do they even get visits during ACC championship?
1: No, he'd have to go there on his own dime, and it's a recruiting dead period, anyways. I think so. <laughs> his climate can't call, but this is a hypothetical, so just you have to you have to bear with me and make some concessions here. But anyway, he's decommitting that day
0: and coming to K State.
1: But yeah, that's my prediction for Clemson season: is uh, Jaron Canady committing?
0: A bold take. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about their record. I <laughs> <laughs> don't care about their record. They could go undefeated. It doesn't matter Jaron Connecty committee. <laughs> yep, that, that's my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> so the number four school in this poll is Ohio State, who finished number two last year and received one of the possible 62 first place votes. And this is the first school in the top five that I see finishing outside the top ten.
1: I think that's fair. I mean, yeah, they return uh, a Lave at receiver, but Justin Fields was I mean, he, he was the engine that made the train go there last year. And they they don't bring back Trey Sermon either. Granted, Ohio State always has a great offensive line, but I just I they don't impose on me as the threatening force that they normally are, and it's pretty routine for Ohio State to have a down year where uh, they they have like their big year with uh all of their big names and they lose them and then they have a air quotes down year where they probably finish somewhere in the 15 to 20 range yeah. they'll still have a very good season by most school standards but i i don't see them finishing in the top 10 either i agree with you
0: yeah It all comes down for me to to Justin Fields because I think Justin Fields leaving is going to be a massive blow to this team because even though Justin Fields had a few atrocious games against Indiana and Northwestern, which even then he ended up winning those games, so can you really say it was atrocious on him? Yes, but also not atrocious enough to where he lost. Olave is going to be a big part of their offense. We all know that because he's going to be a top he's going to be a first-round pick, easily. Even if he has a down year this year, he's going to be a first-round pick in the NFL at wide receiver. Our offensive line is going to be good. But I think that Alabama showed something that not a lot of other teams had shown with Ohio State's defense. And that is, and it's probably because Nick Saban was alongside Bill Belichick were two of the people that originated the match cover three scheme. And even if you don't have Devontae Smith, you can still take advantage of the flaws of this scheme in trip sets, which just so happens to be, Indiana's very good at passing the ball, so I think Indiana overtakes Ohio State. They they just about did it this
1: past year anyways, and they bring back a lot, Indiana does, so. Mm -hmm. We'll,
0: uh, We'll see if that's a dark horse later on, but... I I think a lot of Ohio State was exposed last year, and I think it would have been exposed just to a lesser extent, even if it wasn't by Alabama, because I think Clemson got caught with their pants down because Dabo Sweeney is a moron who decided to poke the bear.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Dabo, I used to like him, but he's just really slipping down my likability rankings to the point where he's no longer likable for me. No. He just does things and just says things, and I'm kind of tired of him, honestly. So, he's like Mike Gundy, but not endearing at all, so... <laughs> he's not winning any wacky
0: segments of the week.
1: No, not at all. He's in. He might be in them, he might be competing, but he's just not good enough to ever win them. No. So...
0: So yeah, that's kind of my piece on Ohio State. I think they finish outside of the top ten, and then Georgia. Oh poor poor Georgia, who perennially underperforms their ridiculously high expectations for every year. They finished with three votes in the first three potential first place votes, which is actually more than Ohio State got.
1: Which uh, it's really strange. They they got more first
0: place votes than the
1: team one spot ahead of them, yet they're still behind them in the preseason poll.
0: Which tells you someone really doesn't like Georgia.
1: And then there's also a couple of people that really like Georgia.
0: Yeah. Maybe a little too much. Probably a bit too much. A little bit. So, like their quarterback, I was about to say JT Barrett. I'm blanking. JT Daniels. JT Daniels. Thank you. It's not JT Barrett. <laughs> JT Daniels. I like their quarterback. I think he's fine. I think he's an upgrade from what Jake Fromm did. Mm-hmm. Because Jake
1: De- F- Definitely an upgrade from Stetson Bennett.
0: So... <laughs> Jake Fromm, State Farm, who was, you know, serviceable. He was fine. Yeah, he was okay. I, uh,
1: think... I like their running back, Zemir White, um, at Georgia. I don't know. I'm, I'm personally high on Georgia. I think – I don't think they make the playoff, but I think they finish about in the spot where they're at right now. Like, like they're not going to be as good, obviously. Like, like I think – like, they're not going to put, they they won't be in the playoff. Oh. But I, I do think they finish top 10, in my mind.
0: Yeah, and I just kind of see them underperforming. I think they lose a few big games. Um, I do think they beat Clemson, so I think that will kind of give them a, a really big boost that they need. But there's just this feeling I have about Georgia where I just have this distinct feeling that I can't explain that they're going to lose a few games that they really shouldn't which is kind of the Georgia way. That is, point.
1: that is true. They're like better Texas where they always get such high preseason expectations. They never live up to them except their expectations are higher and they do perform better than Texas does. And but they're, they're they never,
0: actually kind of realistic.
1: Yeah. They're actually more realistic, but uh, we'll, we'll get to
0: Texas later. Unfortunately, sadly. And then at number six, like I said, this Georgia was the last team receiving first place votes. At number six, we have Texas A&M, who, if we're going to give another hot take, I think that they probably end up finishing above Georgia, record-wise. I
1: agree, actually. I, I'm i pretty high on ATM, personally, and I don't know, do you, what do you think about them as a playoff squad? I kind of like them as a dark horse.
0: I, They're not the dark, dark horse that I'm thinking of, because my... Really dark horse. I'm not even sure makes an appearance on here. But That's a dark, dark horse. Actually, let me check. Never mind. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Okay. Um, Uh. So, I I think Texas A&M, I don't think it's outside of the possibility for them to make the playoff. I think that they probably should have made it in above one school last year. Does it start with O and end with Ohio State? Yes. Who could have guessed? Who could have possibly <laughs> guessed that bit of information. But yeah, I think Texas A&M. It's not a dark horse to make the playoff, but I could see them making the playoff just because I'm. Yeah. I really like Jimbo Fisher as a coach. Yeah, he he's a good coach. Um,
1: he had some zingers uh, around the time when realignment was starting to, uh, mm-hmm. really <laughs> roll roll around and uh. I don't know. I hope that um, ATM can maintain this level of success that they're having because I just kind of want to smack around Texas. Like I, when Texas eventually joins the SEC.
0: Yeah, I root for A&M based off of the virtue that they're a Texas school that is not Texas.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a good rule to live by. Like, Texas school that isn't Texas, generally thumbs up.
0: Not always. Baylor. <laughs> uh, yeah, Baylor. Speaking of Baylor, a Big 12 school makes another appearance. Number seven is Iowa State. Which oh, overrated I know why they're here. I do too. I know why they're here. And if you're going from a pure projection standpoint, the safe bet is to have them here. But, but I bad. I Well not bad, but not great. Yeah, they have Bryson Corridor or whatever his name is. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne.
1: The, the running back. I, uh, some
0: guy. Yeah. They,
1: some Something like that. I don't know.
0: They have a guy who looks like he consists of a, a diet strictly of kid cuisine and lunchables and Brock Purdy. Brocktober. Brock. Well, on
1: uh, October 16th, Brocktober is going to come to a sad and abrupt
0: end. Like it has just about every single year that they've said, quote unquote, Brocktober is here. Yes. What a surprise. What a surprise. Who could have seen
1: this coming? But everyone. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> Iowa State, I think people underestimate how how much they were a beneficiary of COVID. They were one of the few schools that benefited from like, COVID, honestly.
0: They were one of the few schools that just didn't get absolutely reamed by but, it. Yeah,
1: they most schools got Messed up pretty bad by COVID. K-State among the top. Like, K-State had some games where they should just not have played. have played. Three, probably, actually. Arkansas State, Iowa State, Texas. Those are three games that should not have been played. I don't think we should play Baylor either. Probably shouldn't have. It's a miracle we almost won that game. Jeez. I mean, that kind of tells you how bad Baylor was. Plus, plus, our Iowa State game last year had other extenuating circumstances around it. I mean, that was just absolute nightmare scenario. Like, to be playing a game. Um, But Iowa State, they hit a lot of teams in their worst times for COVID, and they ended up having a good-looking year because of it, but ultimately, I think a lot of their success came from the fact that while most other teams were not able to practice and a lot of teams were relying on younger guys, um, i.e. K-State, i.e. most regular teams, Iowa State is a very uh, upperclassmen heavy program mm-hmm. right now. And they have a lot of guys who already knew what they were doing. Fall camp wasn't as necessary for them. So they come into the year, uh, they were more ready, I think. And I don't know, Iowa State, maybe it's just me wanting them to do poorly because I do. And <laughs> fair. Um, but I don't know. I honestly, I have them going seven and five and finishing outside of the top 25.
0: I wouldn't say I wouldn't go that far. I do think I they, would. All right. Move on. <laughs> no, please, please continue. I I think they finish in the top twenty-five, just because I think they have a few marquee victories. I think they beat Texas. I don't think they beat Iowa.
1: Oh, they'll lose to Iowa.
0: Oh, they'll lose to Iowa. They'll lose. They'll lose, they'll lose to
1: K State as well, and they'll probably blow it against OU.
0: Yeah, but I don't see them. I think that the other schools that they beat will at least be decent. I'm I'm talking about Oklahoma State. I'm talking about Oklahoma State. I think they beat Oklahoma State, and I think that it keeps them in the conversation as a fringe top 25
1: team. Yeah, and that's a fair take, especially because
0: I think Iowa State is going to get a lot of benefit of the
1: doubt in uh, the mind of uh, the pollsters for uh, the AP poll, the media people, Um, because they have been a media darling for the last year because people uh, just absolutely love Matt Campbell, and his is five-star culture where they supposedly don't need four-star recruits. And, Shut up. You're
0: getting blue chips. Yeah.
1: Which they literally are getting blue chips. Bruce Hall was a four-star or I'm sorry, Bruce Wayne and Bryson corridor. Yeah. Bryson corridor. Uh, and <laughs> then they have, I think multiple four stars committed to them right now. So it's, it's kind of all an act and it's very obvious, but people are just kind of pretending that it's true. And I, I, it's a little annoying, but it's, it's whatever. Whatever, what can you do yeah, about it's whatever.
0: It? Now a school that we can get excited about. At number eight, the Cincinnati Bearcats make an appearance in the top ten, no less, representing the American Athletic Conference, which is the only group of five school to make an appearance in the top ten. I am very excited
1: about this Cincinnati squad, mainly because I want... I want them to do well in my heart. They they are America's champion, or they should be. I I need Iowa State to lose a lot <laughs> so Cincinnati can take their rightful place because Iowa State has all the underdog marketing around them right now, and that is annoying me. Yeah, so I need Cincinnati and Desmond Ritter to take over that,
0: please. Yeah, so from from a purely schematic standpoint, I love it. I love that they're here because Desmond Ridler in here and their cornerback that I only call Sauce. Yeah, Sauce Gardner. Yes, what a Sauce Gardner! Unbelievable name.
1: That is so
0: good. So they they return most of their offense and defense. They return just about everything that made them great last year. And while this is not my dark dark horse for making the playoff, I think that if a group of five team were to ever make the playoff, I think it's Cincinnati. I think it's Cincinnati that does it. I 100% agree. Especially because they're not playing a, a cupcake or what people would view as a cupcake group of 5 schedule. No, they're playing Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, they they are playing some teams and I I would love for Cincinnati to make the playoff. I just I want someone that isn't one of the normal guys to make it this year. Because at the beginning of the playoff, we had schools that haven't been making as much make it, like uh, Michigan State, Washington, Oregon. Like those, those schools were making it, but the last few years, it's been a lot of uh, the same perennial powers. And even though LSU hasn't made it much, they're still considered a traditional power, I would say. So I, I don't count them in that, that uh, small group of other schools that I mentioned.
0: Yeah. But if, if I'm going to pick one team to root for in the top 10, I'm absolutely... Man, if I'm going to root for one school in the top 25, I'm rooting for Cincinnati, which tells you K-State doesn't make an appearance here. We didn't get a vote. But we did not get a vote. Did we deserve one? No. Yes. <laughs> no. I mean, no. No, we didn't. <laughs> they, they don't know. Will we? Probably. Yeah,
1: I, I'm really looking forward to the moment in which we're ranked in the 15-19 to 19 range so and lose then to lose to West, West Virginia. Virginia
0: again. Yep. As is tradition.
1: As is tradition, so we can lose to West Virginia in heartbreaking fashion and walk out of there knowing that we probably should have won the game, but we didn't. It's still painful. At least we got bobbleheads at that game, though. Or, no, we got the football helmets.
0: You got a football helmet. They ran out when I tried to get my...
1: Oh, yeah. Gosh, that is tragic. I am really sorry about that. Talk about kicking a man while he's
0: down. (laughs) I tried leaving the stadium trying to get my bum. No, trying to get my football helmet. They said, no, we're out. Cool. Great. Just when I thought this couldn't get worse. (laughs) Anyway. Moving on to number nine on the list is a school that Cincinnati will be facing, and that is the Fighting Irish in Notre Dame. And... Fair. I don't think they finished top ten. I don't either. I think they're gonna miss Ian Book a lot more yeah. than
1: they realize. Notre Dame is a lot like Texas in that they have a big fan base, so they're always putting a preseason poll to draw off excitement for their fan base. Except they're a little better than Texas normally. So, but ultimately, I think Notre Dame is gonna be decent. They're normally they're not normally bad, but I don't, I I don't think they're gonna be unbelievable or anything this year.
0: I don't think they make the playoff this year. I definitely so they don't get smacked by Alabama again. Yeah, they definitely are making the playoff, I don't think.
1: But for their own
0: sake, I hope they are. For their own sake. Yeah, I think they're going to miss Ian Book a lot more than they realize. That's kind of all I have to say. I don't have anything to add on Notre Dame. so Which leads us to number 10, which I think is the school that ends up winning the ACC. That is the North Carolina Tar Heels, coming oh, in.
1: The home of Chicken Tender Boy, of uh, Sam, <laughs> Sam Howell. <laughs> You're not going to get over that vertical, are you? No, I can't believe it's real. <laughs> I'm, I'm still skeptical, even though the evidence is right in front of me. Be
0: skeptical. Yes. <laughs> but North Carolina will be good, not only because they have Sam Howell, who... I genuinely think Sam Howell can probably carry a team to the top 25 if he wanted to. I think he's that good.
1: Yeah. And North Carolina is also just, they're a really interesting program. That's really just kind of rebranded themselves in the last few years with the return of Mac Brown to the coaching ranks. Mm -hmm. And they've just kind of like turned themselves from a uh, perennial mediocre to bad team and the ACC to they're they're now outstanding really <laughs> they're really good and they also have really good recruiting classes coming in too like i think they're top 10 in this upcoming year and so th- it isn't just at this point it's not just they're good they're reloading as well so north carolina is positioning themselves really well to build a bit of a, like a, a mini dynasty for success especially for their standard just because they haven't really um done a whole lot uh at the collegiate uh, in the football, uh, the sport of football, because I mean, most of their success comes in basketball. So
0: yeah, the most notable person to come out before these last couple of years was Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, that says a
1: lot. Yeah,
0: that says a <laughs> lot.
1: But I don't know I like North Carolina. Um, I I I like your take on them winning the. ACC, I'm still in the mode of I will believe Clemson will win it until, proven otherwise. until proven otherwise, or if they just kind of have a down year, then I think North Carolina is the easy number two pick for the ACC. Well, are you not going to pick Wake Forest? I'm not going to pick Wake Forest. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if Jamie Newman were still there somehow, but uh, he was pretty good there as a junior.
0: Yeah. Then he then he fell off. lost the job at Georgia and then got cut on like the second day of NFL training camp. Yeah, which that's pretty tough, man. And that's unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> so that pretty well caps off North Carolina. I think they're pretty well ranked. I think they end up finishing. I genuinely think they end up making a push for the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's fair. And then we go to a school that I don't see making a push for the playoffs, and that is Oregon. Ranked at number 11, the Oregon Ducks. I I don't see them being a top 11 program. I don't. Yeah. I just don't see it. Like, Unless I'm looking at their uniforms. They have top 11 uniforms. but.
1: I know that they have that one linebacker, uh, Justin Flo. He was a really highly rated recruit. And I uh, just had a lot of highlight tapes of just like mauling high schoolers that are like a quarter of
0: his size. Oh, John Pastor? Sure, sure, sure. So it's like sure, John
1: Pastor. We'll say that. And the, I don't know, Oregon, they they lost uh, their starting quarterback, Tyler Schau, to a transfer to Texas Tech, of all places. I don't know why he's subjecting himself to being coached under
0: Matt well. He wasn't great at Oregon.
1: No, he really wasn't. I, I keep seeing him in draft projections, but he was, like, he was decent,
0: right? He fine. Yeah, it wasn't
1: great, though. But, I don't know, Oregon... I mean, per usual, I don't think they're gonna be awful. But I don't they're think they'll be fine. Yeah, I think they'll have they'll have a decent year. Like I think they'll go eight and four, maybe nine and three.
0: Yeah.
1: But I mean, we also have to keep in mind that last year they were the best pac twelve team, and they were not a very good pac twelve team. Yeah. And they got absolutely curb stomped by an okay like Iowa State team by like like a good Iowa State team yeah in the festival and they got destroyed yeah by them like it made Iowa State look a lot better than they are I think
0: Which is maybe a part of why they're up there uh, probably but yeah Oregon finishes 11th now I want to note is you know how the the top grouping has been relatively close in terms of points and votes the gap from 11 to 12 is very wide. Yeah, and I'm confused about that because I don't think that the team in 12th place should be behind the team in 11th place. No, Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Badgers should not be ranked 12th, and they especially should not be 225 points behind Oregon. Huh? I know they had a down year last year, but come on now.
1: Yeah, like it's crazy that um, there's teams like... Texas and Georgia that are perennially overrated a little bit. Then you have teams like Wisconsin that I feel like are kind
0: of the opposite. Yeah, where they always end up top 10, and then the moment that they start creeping their way into the top five, they get smacked by someone but still remain top 10. it's such a good program, and they're so consistent that everyone just kind of forgets that they're there.
1: Yeah, because they never quite make it to the playoff. They never even quite make it to the top four at any point, but they're always just hanging around like they're they're very close and they have been for a while. So I don't know Wisconsin. Pretty much yearly, I have them as like a playoff dark horse because
0: they should. <laughs> you just kind of you
1: just kind of have to write them down at this point because they're always just they're that close to being in contention for the playoff. So I don't know. They'll probably push and then probably miss and they'll win like ten games and have a very good year.
0: Yeah,
1: that's that's the Wisconsin way.
0: Yeah. And it's worth noting that both Oregon and Wisconsin finished last year unranked, which...
1: And now they're ranked 11th and 12th in the preseason poll. Interesting.
0: Which makes the next pick all the more confusing as to... You know, the top five, I can... I don't agree with it, but I understand. Yeah. Six through 10, there are two picks on there that I think are kind of overrated, but I understand why. Whenever you start getting into 11 to 20, I'm very confused.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, Number 13, what are you doing here?
0: The Florida Gators, who finished 13th last year and only lost. Well, they, I think, didn't they lose their bowl game? Yeah, they got absolutely destroyed by OU, remember? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, Kyle
1: yeah. Trask threw like three interceptions in the first quarter.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I understand them finishing where they did last year. But like, you're gonna have them finish below two teams who finished unranked. When they, yeah. the only teams they lost to last year were like the best teams. Yeah, and, and LSU. Yeah, and then because of the shoe.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the short the the shoe thing. Uh, the, gosh, what's what was the corner's name? He was the second highest rated corner in NFL preseason among rookies behind Patrick Sertan, Marco something,
0: Derek Stingley.
1: No, not Derek Stingley. I'm talking about Florida.
0: Oh, Marco Wilson.
1: Yeah, Marco Wilson. Um, but. Yeah, Florida, they lose Kyle Trask, uh, Kyle, Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Tony, Tony, Marco Wilson. They lose a, a lot, lot. <laughs> and you have the audacity to rank them as good as they were last year. When last year they ended their year getting absolutely just dismantled in their bowl game.
0: Yeah, and I... I could see an argument for them being ranked lower, but I would honestly, just on virtue of them losing to two of the best teams in the nation last year, I could see them sliding above Oregon and Wisconsin. Teams that finished unranked last year, and one got markably worse. Yeah, Oregon,
1: I don't think should be ranked, period, right now. Wisconsin, I'm fine with them being ranked, just because, or Wisconsin, you do really end up ranked anyways. Florida, I, I don't like them being ranked, honestly, just because... I think they're going to take a pretty big step back this year unless they, they have some young gun quarterback waiting in the wings and a Kyle Pitts clone to help them out.
0: If you have a Kyle Pitts clone, I want to know where your cloning facility is because good lord.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that is not a clonable man. <laughs> he, he, no. he cannot be replicated. He
0: broke the machine. <laughs> so following the Florida Gators is the another team from Florida, the Miami Hurricanes coming in at number 14 they were ranked 22 last year i remember them getting spanked by north carolina and that's the only thing i remember from this team last year
1: who can forget about the texas of the east coast
0: is the next school the texas of the west coast
1: actually yes (laughs) (laughs) i mean like am i wrong like the U, like they have the brands, they have the following, but they never live up to expectations. And every once in a while they have a season where it looks like they're going to be really good and then the wheels fall off at some point. Yeah. So, that's that's Miami. Uh they're they're overrated probably. They may not be. I'm just going to assume that they are. They do play Bama uh week 1, I think. So, I don't think they are winning that game. I don't either, but
0: (laughs) if they do, then I'll take back everything I just said. (laughs) They'll have to prove me
1: wrong first, though.
0: Yeah. That's pretty much our take there. It's kind of a similar take for number 15, USC.
1: Yeah. Imagine everything we said about East Coast and put it on the West Coast. They're they're the Texas of the West Coast. Uh, Never really meet their very high expectations. Have, like, a great brand and a lot of fans. Uh, Although I do actually like USC... Uh, I really like Keaton Slovis at quarterback. Um but I don't know. I the Pac twelve is a football conference right now, it's kinda of down bad. So and honestly even in basketball and everything. Like
0: <laughs> like so bad bad Pac twelve basketball hosted by who was it? Uh Bill Walton. Bill Walton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Pac twelve after dark. Pac twelve after dark. Uh, I I'm Pack 12 win night time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, USC are fine, I guess. Yeah, I mean like if you're going to if you have to rank them, rank them like here. Yeah, that's a that's a fine spot, I guess. Yeah, and and then a surprise huh. number 16 LSU coming off of being unranked last year
1: and having their worst season in a minute.
0: Yeah, I I I don't see them being ranked right here. I yeah. think that's really, really overrating them at 16. Yeah. Especially, um, Especially considering who's right below them. Yep, and then also they lose uh, um, Eric Gilbert in the
1: offseason as well, the five-star tight ends. Uh, I don't actually know where he went. I think he was supposed to go to Florida for a while, but I think he decommitted. He's going somewhere, but he's not there anymore is the important part. So LSU... Um, they're they're still riding on the uh, the coattails of their national championship from a couple years
0: ago. Maybe Joe Burrow called in a favor. With the, Joe the, Burrow left a cigar in everyone's locker, and they're still riding that.
1: That, that actually makes a lot of sense. But, <laughs> but yeah, LSU. Um, they maybe they improve, um, but as of now, I'm not super high on them. They'll need to prove it to me that uh they deserve that ranking. So
0: yeah, and now. We get into my playoff dark, dark horse. And that is number 17, the Indiana Hoosiers, who finished number 12 last year.
1: I love Indiana as a a dark horse candidate for the playoff. I mean, it just makes so much sense because last year, I mean, they bring back most people from last year. Granted, they could end up being the Iowa State of the Big Ten and uh, have a regression Um, just from uh, benefiting from everyone else's uh, COVID issues. However, I don't know. I like Michael Penix more than uh, Brock Purdy because I hate Brock Purdy. That's not saying much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I don't know who their running back is, but I like him more than Bruce Wayne. (laughs) Bryson Corridor. I like him more than Bryson Corridor. And I don't know. Indiana, they they had a very good season last year. So it's going to be interesting to follow them this year.
0: Yeah, and they didn't. The number one thing that I would I like thinking about is Indiana. I, I don't believe lost that much in between years. I think they've probably lost the least in the Big Ten between years. Uh, there's someone who definitely lost a lot more, and they are not ranked, but they did get votes. That's Northwestern. Ah, yes, I, I see them. Northwestern lost like half their team. Yeah, uh, that is super
1: tough, Northwestern. Uh, but. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah.
0: But Indiana has a lot of returning production. And just with how good that they were last year, they took Ohio State, a team that made the playoffs, they took them down to the wire. And that was a comeback as
1: well. It yeah, was a comeback. They, they went down by, what was it, 28 at some point?
0: They were down north of, I mean, three or four scores.
1: Yeah. And they uh, they came all the way back and came up just short. Like, if. It's one of those games where if the game had been, like, a little longer, which obviously it's not, yeah. but if it had been a little longer, hypothetically speaking, Indiana wins that game. Absolutely. Yeah, because uh, – and they also had the hilarious stat line of, like, they literally had, like – Negative rushing yards. Yeah, they had negative
0: rushing yards and, like, 500 passing yards. Yeah, Michael Penix decided his left arm was going to be blessed by God himself. Yeah, and he just did. threw for 5
1: No, He did it himself. Yeah, <laughs> he did it
0: fine. Call
1: him Thanos. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I would really pay a lot of attention to Indiana this year.
1: Yeah, keep an eye on them.
0: They're they're my true sleeper for making the playoff this year. Then they are joined right behind them by two more big ten schools, but the next one is Iowa, who comes in at eighteen after being ranked sixteen last year. Fine. Iowa's good. Yeah, yeah. Iowa's good. They're gonna beat Iowa State.
1: Yeah. They'll they'll finish in the teens, I bet.
0: Yeah, I think that... And good for them. That first week, they'll get kicked up into the the low teens, or maybe even the 11 or 12 range, just off the virtue of beating Iowa State. Yeah, so
1: uh, Iowa, they're generally a pretty good squad. I wish they would stop stealing
0: our recruits, but as long as they can keep defeating Iowa State, I will... Bro, you want to talk about stealing recruits, you got to look at MU. MU and Nebraska both are atrocious at it, but no one talks about it. Especially Nebraska. Especially Nebraska.
1: It's just because Iowa got uh, Crawford. They just, they just got some big names. Yeah, that's the only one you're mad about. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of gone radio silent, unfortunately, recently. So.
0: Which I expected. Yeah. But it, we tried. Yeah. Iowa, I'm fine with them being there. Penn State's an interesting choice. Yeah, that's 19. I, I, I'm i scratching my head. They because did they... nothing impressive last did year. They, they
1: like, did they go winless last year?
0: or they they, did they win a game they didn't go winless but they were awful last year like i think they won a few games just based off of virtue of beating up some like bottom feeder in the big 10 um which we're looking up the record now so they went okay so they went four and five i and am they, shocked they won their last four Oh,
1: that's why I thought they went winless, because they started so terrible.
0: Yeah, they were kind of atrocious. So they lost at Indiana, which was a close game. Oh,
1: I remember that, because that was the game where Pennix he had the incredible run um, so the pylon, and he like, stretched out and
0: barely made it. Yep. Yeah, they lost their first five and then won their last four against Michigan, a team that was awful last year. Rutgers, Rutgers the and their Rutgers, always awful, Michigan State which, pretty bad
1: last year, and, and then, then Illinois. Illinois. I'm pretty sure they, I think they had fired their coach by this point. I think, yeah, I think yeah, I think Lovey Smith may have been gone at that point. But yeah, Penn State. So my
0: assessment of them winning against bottom feeders in the back yeah. half of the season was correct.
1: Yeah, and then they also lost to Nebraska last year, and Nebraska mm-hmm. was. Bad. bad. They were really bad. I remember watching that game with my dad. It was infuriating. <laughs> because we were just like, why is Penn State not figuring this out? And then Nebraska won, and I was sad. Because they were happy.
0: <laughs> my roommate's a Nebraska fan, I'll tell you that. I'm sorry for his loss. I, he's from Nebraska, so you can't blame him. I do. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't see Penn State being ranked here. <laughs> no, I, I don't so especially looking at people who finished not ranked yeah you're really gonna put them there okay i mean do what you want and go off i guess it's a preseason poll so they'll be gone by week
1: (laughs) Hmm.
0: there okay we'll do a count at the end of this about how many schools that we think are gone by week two from this poll
1: that'll be fun i like that
0: yeah that'll be a nice way to cap off the episode Number 20 is Washington, who finished last year unranked. Only seven votes behind Penn State. Eh. Washington, was they're always perennially decent.
1: Yeah, they had that one year of glory where they went to the playoff and subsequently were beaten into submission. And... uh that's basically all I have to say about them. Wait,
0: was this the year that it was Washington and Washington State, and that was basically deciding who was going to go to the playoff? Yes,
1: it was actually. I think. And it
0: was a blizzard.
1: Yes, I love snow games. The that is an look, snow games are the most underrated type of a football game. I think, and like I get that like heated fields like make like the competition better or something like that, but I don't really care. I, I don't prefer care. I, I want prefer. Snow. I want to see the players struggle to move in the snow. <laughs> I think that's more fun.
0: You just want to see someone faceplant and then just get snow compacted. And, like you just want to see an imprint of a face mask on the snow.
1: I mean, I wouldn't complain if I saw that,
0: <laughs> but I uh, don't know. And then I guess also
1: I have like um, good memories of watching highlight videos when I was really young of uh, k State versus Nebraska, and I think it was 2000, and it started snowing in like the last five minutes of that game, and uh, we had a uh come from behind when on a uh touchdown drive in like the last few minutes and the last touchdown it was like starting to snow really hard and it was a pass it was like a drag over the middle that was taken all the way to the end zone by quincy morgan maybe i don't know let us know if that's right because I, I i can't recall that's off my head i was like a year old when that happened so i got cut, cut me some slack
0: i was probably a couple months old <laughs> yeah um but, yeah, I, I can – Washington's fine here. What's not fine is the next school, and it kind of makes me happy that there's a massive gap between yeah. them. But Texas is ranked 21. They shouldn't be. They're, they're, Texas is yeah. not back. It's their annual overrating. Gosh, it's, it's
1: absolutely hilarious how it happens every single year at this point. Have you not learned media – like how going to be here. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson,
0: old how man? How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man?
1: It's stupid. Like, I... Uh, why is Texas ranked? I just... I don't know who they're playing in their first couple weeks, but all I know is that they're probably going to lose. I think they play Houston, actually,
0: early on. Maybe Arkansas? Um, I can actually pull that up because we have these. Oh! We do. Because I wrote them all up. Um, so I, if,
1: if I'm guessing, I think it's Houston and Arkansas.
0: They lost a lot of people. Yeah, they play University of Louisiana Lafayette, who's ranked. Then they play Arkansas, Rice, and then they get into conference. Okay, so I don't know why I thought they were playing Houston. Maybe Rice OU was playing
1: Houston at some point. Gosh, I don't know. Maybe it's Texas Tech or something. I I think some Big Twelve schools facing Houston. Probably. That's beside the point. Yeah. But, yeah, Texas. I think they're very they're a prime candidate to drop out of the poll really early. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, losing to Louisiana Lafayette that may not be enough because they're ranked. Uh, but if they drop to Arkansas, and start zero two, they'll they'll definitely follow the polls. Yeah. Well, so we say.
0: So we say, I. They always end up ranked in the teens at the end of the year anyway. After going like seven and five, so. Yeah. But next up is number twenty-two, Coastal Carolina Chanticleers.
1: Everybody's favorite, a small school
0: darling from last year that lost their bowl game in heartbreaking fashion. Yeah, that's a pretty accurate assessment. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I've gone on and on about how much I love the. The Coastal Carolina deep, no, the Coastal Carolina offense. I don't like their defense, mostly because I think their defense is dirty. I think their defense plays dirty as hell. But I really like their offense. Yeah, their offense is really fun. Grayson, not Grayson McCall. Grayson McCall is, wait, is it McCall?
1: I think it is Grayson McCall.
0: I I think you're right. I, I really do. Yeah, it is Grayson McCall. So Grayson McCall, I think, is a really good quarterback.
1: He's, he's the Skylar Thompson of Coastal Carolina because he's coming back for a super senior season. I thought he was a freshman. I don't think he was. I thought he was a senior. Well,
0: now have to now all come up again. again.
1: <laughs> Go back.
0: Because I remember them saying something about, you know, Grayson McCall is like this. Oh, a he is sophomore.
1: I thought I read that he was coming back for a super senior season. Nope. Well, I am completely wrong. So,
0: yeah. So, Grayson McCall is a really good quarterback, young quarterback who's able to execute yeah. that offense at a redshirt freshman level. And yeah, it's Coastal yeah. Carolina is going to be an exciting team to watch. Yeah,
1: they're also uh, finishing. They're they're playing the final game of their three game series with uh, KU uh, <laughs> on this a year. Well. Yeah, it's on a Friday. KU has two Friday non conference games.
0: <laughs> Can you believe that? Yes, because they're basically a high school team. That's foul, man. <laughs> I, I'm i not apologizing.
1: I, I will not ask you to.
0: <laughs> so but
1: God, what? A, it is a weird choice, right? Especially their home game on a Friday, because how are you going to host recruits when they're playing their games?
0: They're not going to.
1: That, is, that seems kind of dumb, right? It's KU. Oh, yeah. There's art but, everywhere. I heard the, they're uh, getting a new airport terminal in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> the everyone's favorite Topeka suburb.
0: Anyway, all right, all right, we'll we'll move on. We'll move on. Where we are beating a dead horse. We have Ku. We have Ku fans who listen to this podcast. We, we don't want to drive them away. Or... If we haven't done it at this point, I'm not sure they are going away. <laughs>
1: That's true. They, they just plug their ears.
0: I I, I don't blame them. <laughs> Tell me when it's over. Um, so number 23 is another Sunbelt team. Sunbelt is actually decently represented in this. Yeah, no kidding. It's the University of Louisiana Lafayette, yes. the Ragin' Cajuns. That's an excellent mascot.
1: And they also have a really good, uh, retro logo where it's just like this, like, pepper. It's literally, it's literally a pepper, like a cartoon pepper. And it, it just looks awesome. Here we yeah, go. Uh, look it up. U-L-L pepper
0: see okay yeah that actually is really yeah, cool yeah look at that that's that's the old one oh, What they have go of the georgia bulldog? <laughs> is that the georgia bulldog no it's not but yeah
1: isn't that like an excellent mascot i don't think it's yeah it's mascot. actually really cool anyway they face texas in week one
0: yeah and they're going to beat texas week one looking forward to that personally yeah i mean i i'm watching it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i'll be watching it too as long as it's not happening at a any State any point K-State in time as the k-state stanford game Which will obviously be game of the week across the nation, as opposed to Miami, Alabama. Clemson, Georgia. Who's that?
0: (laughs) Great question. (laughs) Um, But yeah, ULL, I caught a few games of them last year. They were actually a really good team. They beat uh, Iowa State, right? Yes, they did. Because Iowa State had that terrible beginning of the year, and they lost to uh, the University of Louisiana Lafayette. That was and, that was the week that the Big 12 went
1: uh,
0: 0-3. Yep. Against uh, the Sun Belt. Yep. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> well, ULL just kind of kept that spot. Yeah. They the, got ranked in the, the first week and then just didn't let go.
1: It looks like there was some uh, pole unity here on Coastal Carolina, and Louisiana Lafayette. As, oh, yeah. They
0: finished 14-15 last year. Now they're 22-23. And yeah, so, so it seems that the,
1: uh, the media was in agreement in dropping both of them exactly eight spots for some reason.
0: I mean, I just looked at the vote gap between Texas and Coastal Carolina. That's disgusting. Oh, wow. 118, if you're wondering.
1: Why? For what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well. Number 24, the Utah, what is it? Uh, the Utes. It is it. It is the Utes. Yes. I always get caught up on the the my cousin Vinny joke. Mm-hmm. What's a Ute? Um, yeah, fine. They weren't ranked last year, but no one in the Pac twelve really deserved to be ranked last year. Yeah, they were. They all sucked. Pac twelve cannibalizing themselves. Name a tradition unlike any other. They do it after dark, no less. Pac twelve after dark.
1: America's greatest tradition. Yeah, yeah. Utah at twenty fourth, then Arizona State at 25 to so the Pac-12, getting some uh, sympathy votes here at the end of the poll.
0: Yep. And those are both understandable. I mean...
1: Yeah. I guess it's kind of surprising to see Arizona State yeah, up especially here. especially after what they had, to, yeah. the problems they've had. Yeah, they're in the middle of one of the larger recruiting violation scandals in recent memory. <laughs> I think they've already put three assistant coaches on administrative leave it's only a matter of time for him member where it's
0: there. So, yeah, but I don't think it quite beats Tennessee. No.
1: I'm not th- sure anything well, beats Well, not, not in terms of
0: hilariousness, <laughs> at least.
1: <laughs> Maybe in severity, because they were hosting, like, official visits during COVID times. Yeah. So, like... Oh, and then also, uh, fun fact, uh, Arizona State is where former K-State defense attack you... Defensive tackle. <laughs> I, I started to say his name. Matthew uh, Polamal. Okay. Uh, he walked on to Arizona State. Which is really interesting that he walked on because he was a high four star or a high three star, low four star recruit, and he ended up walking on Arizona State after opting out of twenty twenty. Just kind of odd. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. But that wraps up the top twenty five. But there are still schools that weren't didn't quite make the cut for the top twenty five that I think are interesting. And the ones that I'm looking at are Oklahoma State was just outside yeah. at 107 votes. 125 yeah. was what they needed to beat. Then you had Liberty had an amazing season last year. They yep. get 36 votes. Auburn gets 32. <laughs> interesting. Man. And Northwestern gets 8. So those are the main ones that I'm... I, yeah. I, I can think of. I would take Oklahoma... Honestly, slot switch Oklahoma State and Texas. I think it's fine.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I would do. Uh, I think it's interesting that TCU got forty votes, uh, and then also West Virginia getting three votes, Nevada getting seven. Yeah, interesting uh, little K-State opponent right there getting some uh, some votes early on. So if they uh, perform well and get some luck in front of them, uh, they we may end up having a uh, ranked team visiting in Manhattan in non-conference. Not very often that happens.
0: Bro, what if? We aren't ranked when that happens.
1: That would not surprise me, because we aren't even receiving votes right now.
0: Yeah, unless we just destroy Stanford.
1: That's not out of the question. Because we don't know how good they're going to be. I, My hypothesis is that they're going to suck. So we could actually just demolish them. That's fair. I have a feeling that we're going to win. Right now, my thoughts are that we're going to win comfortably, but not... Like an utter blowout, something like the thirty-eight to seventeen range. Okay, like a very comfortable win, but not like wow,
0: like like, let up. Why don't you (laughs) stop their bullet? You're bullying them. Yeah. So that that pretty well wraps it up. But we also said that we were going to do a segment of how many teams do we think are going to drop out of the top twenty-five after the first week, and. Let me just let me just let's start from the top. I'll scroll through slowly, so that way we can both kind of get our numbers here.
1: This is the drop completely out of the top twenty-five yes. in one week. Yes. Okay, so probably no one in the top ten.
0: I don't think anyone in the top ten is going to lose in their first week, except Notre Dame to Cincinnati. Yeah, and even then they're not going to drop out. So. Yeah. So I see right now. I see. Nine.
1: Nine? Nine. To drop out in one week. Yes. In a single week. Yes. You're Joshing me. Would you like me to count? Yes, here well first let me let me say that I have one two three four.
0: You're not going to take anyone to the bottom here? I was counting those. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so I'm counting Mm -hmm. Oregon. Yep, I had them. Florida. I did not have them. USC. I did not have them. I had Miami. LSU. Did not have them. Penn State. Had them. Washington. Had them. Texas. Had them. Utah. Had them. Arizona State. Had them. I'm not sure if that's nine. I don't think I had five either. I think we may have both had like we six yeah. or seven. We can't. Yeah. It's <laughs> fine. So I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, seven, eight. So I had eight. I was close.
1: Okay. And I had, all right, let's just do some quick maths here live on the podcast. One, two, three, four, five. I had seven as well.
0: Oh. (laughs) Well,
1: don't ask us to... Don't ask us to do math. Yeah, please. Please not. First of all, I'd rather... We still
0: calculate our revenue in cane (laughs) sauce.
1: We're doing very well in that regard. (laughs) That should probably be the standard uh, currency, honestly. It's like, okay, I'd like to buy that, uh, that floor rug. Yeah, it'll be 30 cane sauces.
0: 30k cane sauce is more like yeah, that's true rogues are way too expensive yeah so anyway that was the aggieville alleycats take on the ap top 25 is this the worst preseason ap top 25 i've seen no but it's up there <laughs> uh it's it's pretty atrocious especially
1: down here at the bottom they thought they could sneak in some teams and that we wouldn't notice like texas per usual makes its way in penn state is just inexcusable like how are they here, and then uh they just kind of throw Utah and Arizona, especially Arizona State. Like they're in... really that program is in shambles. think like,
0: there's no way they stay up there. Like the top ten, I'd say I'm fine with.
1: Yeah, I can, I can find yeah.
0: a school or two that I think should be lower, but I don't. Yeah, like Iowa State should be lower. Like I, I, think. I, I understand, but the yeah, top I get 10. I get why they're they're up there. I disagree,
1: but. I, I see why people think that, Yeah, even though they're wrong.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that basically everything from 11 to 25 is just a roller coaster, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. You have teams that are ranked way too low, teams that are ranked way too high. I don't think there's anyone here that I wouldn't slide in some way from 11 to 12. There's not a single team that I would have ranked where they are. I'm kind None. Of, I'm kind of fine with...
1: Louisiana Lafayette at 23. I don't know why. That just kind of seems right. I can't explain it. I have literally no explanation. Fair. Other than that, I totally agree. Everyone should either be deleted from this poll or
0: uh, moved around in some way. The poll should be deleted. It's garbage. Anyway, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> so that that pretty well wraps it up. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, we are at AggievilleACats. That's capital A, capital A, and capital C in cats. If you want to reach out to us via email, we are Alleycats at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on a more personal note, our personal Twitter accounts, mine is at AC Edwards 0 and
1: mine is at ConnorBalthazor, capital C, capital B.
0: And if you want to support the show financially, very soon we will have a merch store coming up and we might be debuting our new logo within the very near future alongside our limited edition original logo t-shirt, which will only be available for one or two weeks just to show that you were an original fan of the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast. If you don't want any merch but you do want to support us financially, you can do that via the link that is found in our podcast description on our main page on every single pl- platform in which you are listening. But like we said, the most important part is that you decided to come listen to today's episode of the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast, where come rain, shine, or anything in between, we're here to deliver to you the Kansas State sporting news that you so love. See you later, Cats.